You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Say there's this person you pass in the hall every day. Hi, I'm Joe Iconis. And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. This is Album Podcast, and this week we're going to be talking about a guy that I'd kind of be into. So if you love Be More Chill or reimagine Joe Iconis songs or renditions by Seth Elliser or many other things, you'll love this episode. This one's for you. From a guy that you'd never be into, into a guy that you'd kind of be into, from a guy... So a guy that I'd kind of be into is a song from Be More Chill. It's one of it the... Is? It is? Yeah, it is. Uh, shockingly. Yeah, I guess it's one of the few songs on the album that's from a musical. Um, but I kind of, I kind of wanted to, you know, do a version of it that felt like it could sort of exist on its own. You know, I mm-hmm. think that is the thing that that all the album songs have in common, even ones that are from larger projects. I wanted them to feel like you could you could listen to the song and kind of get everything you needed from it. Um, yeah, which is we the talked case about this, this a little on like previous episodes, but for people who might just be tuning in or something, when you started planning out the album, you know, you of course wanted to feature a few songs that were from musicals, but in concert form. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to just talk about like how you picked a balance of songs that were mostly kind of standalone concert songs while including a few musical theater songs from your shows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried, uh, you know, in the initial... In the initial conception, it was like I I didn't want to do any songs from musicals, and then you know Tepper was the person who was like, "You have to do some of these songs." You I did not to. cue you so I could give myself credit, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but it's such a but you were right, like you were correct. Where it's like so, so many of these songs live in concert, um, in my concert life in a way that does feel like its own thing. You know, they feel like. They're their sort of own own pieces of work, um, separate from the shows that they're from. And a lot of times the concert versions of them are just kind of different. You know, it's a different vibe. It's a different orchestration, sometimes a different arrangement. And so in choosing the, the songs from shows, uh, it was kind of like a it, it, it was a lot about the a lot about the people who I knew were going to be available to sing them. It was like, OK, if we can get, you know. Nick Blameyer to do Social Worker, I want to do Social Worker. And if we can't get him, then I don't want to do that song. So there was like, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I really wanted songs that felt like they could sort of live on their own and could feel different from an eventual cast album of the shows that they're from. And so like there's there's kind of the most from Black Suits um, and then a couple from Blood Song. And my, you know, my dream is that one day there'll, there'll be a proper Black Suits cast album and that there'll be a proper... Blood Song cast album, and my hope is that the versions of the songs that would be repeats on those those you know eventual cast albums um, will sound really different from the versions mm-hmm. that are on album. And we tried to make sure that was going to be the case with with everything we did. Yeah. Well, the difference between when you and I first started recording podcast episodes and now is, of course, the album has been out for a lot longer. So, have you heard from anyone on you know social media or otherwise who has discovered the album and they only know Be More Chill? Or do you feel like people are finding the album because they're like, I want a new version of a guy that I'd kind of be into and then like finding their way in that way? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's, it's been cool. Like, I definitely feel like people are, people are discovering the album from, from be more chill. It's, it kind of feels like, you know, what I'm seeing, and I'm like, I'm such a lurker. You know, I'm, I'm a real huge, um, I'm a real huge searcher of, of my indirects. Like, I love like <laughs> seeing what people are saying about me. Um, most of which is not very nice, but it seems like kids. If you're listening, that's not necessarily healthy. Consult, you know, your it's not. Your it's not healthy. Don't do about it about this topic. Yeah, do not search your name on Twitter or Broadway World <laughs> message boards. I wish that I, I would listen to my own advice with that. But um, it seems like people, uh, the sort of larger, you know, like theater people know what's up, but like the sort of larger, you know, audience, a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know he wrote other shows or other things mm-hmm. you know that kind of feels like people are like wait what is this this is his follow-up to be more chill the second thing he's written and so it's been cool to kind of see people um you know discover it but what's wild is that the album you know the album is so huge that it's a lot of people you know haven't even like listened to the whole thing i feel like there are mm-hmm. people who are fans of the album who haven't even heard half the songs you know because <laughs> it's so big and so then also because of that it's not the kind of thing where i feel like everyone is sort of gravitated to one song it truly does feel like oh there's you know so many people who are fans of kevin and then there's so many people who are fans of last on land and then people who are fans of velociraptor it's just like each song sort of has its own fan base and so it's it's really strange i've never experienced anything quite like it where it's almost like all of the songs are their own little like mini musicals and people are like you know gravitating towards the different different musicals um but i I definitely have been feeling like you know people have been digging this this cover of of guy that i kind of be into and it's it's worth noting that um so it's, it's seth elliser is is singing it and playing it and um you know differences the the difference from the original version uh i mean the most sort of like obvious you know difference is that uh in the show it's sung by uh christine who's uh who's a gal and here it's sung by seth who's a guy and um and this version is really something that seth just came up with like i think he he did it at a concert i think right yeah i was trying to remember this too i was gonna ask you when the first time was that seth kind of created his version with you yeah what's so wild is that i don't remember if he did it at a 54 show or if i just asked him to whip something up for the album and this is what he came up with so for listeners who might not be familiar with Seth Elliser, a very multi-talented gentleman, um, when he does songs in Joe's concerts, sometimes he'll play the drums at the same time. This is mm-hmm. not one of those moments. No. Um, although it'd be funny if it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he does such an incredible job with it. And I have a, a memory of seeing it live. We'll have to look up which came first, the you know live song or the creation for the album. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his, you know, this this is one of the rare tracks where I feel like I had nothing to do with it. You know, I feel like, <laughs> sure, I wrote the song. Sure, I asked Seth to, you know, make up an arrangement and perform it. But that's it's all him. Like, the arrangement mm-hmm. is 100% him. And uh, and I just think it's perfect, you know, and it's like I, I wanted it to sound like that. I wanted it to sound like a like a Jason Mraz song that someone might sing at an open mic or something. And um, I mean, it sounds like it, it sounds like, you know, if someone 
if, if someone gave that performance at like a random like coffee house open mic, it would be like a, a really stunning moment. <laughs> It'd be like the mm-hmm. best open mic of all time, you know. But um, I, I, I am. I, I wanted to, you know, in the in the show, it's like the. I think it's actually a great example of like the difference between like a cast album version of a song and and album version of a song, where you know they the song could not sound more different on you know with Seth singing on an album than with Stephanie singing it on the Beat March Hill cast albums you know the orchestration in the show uh, in Beat March Hill it's like it's so sort of like rocking and it's so you know like it's bouncy and and um and and it feels so like you know kind of in your face and then this version is so stripped back and acoustic and kind of romantic and you know something that I like about it is that I feel like it's sort of it's sort of turned in it's sort of turned into like a straight up love song mm-hmm. you know it's sort of turned into a really classic just like uh you know there's this guy i like and i'm gonna tell him you know yeah. song can we also touch on for listeners um the origin of the song itself so um in the process of writing be more chill um how did this song come to be oh yeah this song came to be uh, so i it was a song that came sort of late in the process. We were in rehearsal for Two River, and uh, I knew we knew we needed a little. We needed we needed a song for that moment in the show because where guy that I kind of be into happens in Be More Chill. It's that is originally where I Love Play rehearsal was. Mm-hmm. That was the song in that moment, and so kind of late in the process, we decided to move I Love Play rehearsal to earlier in the show so that it would be Christine's first song, and then it kind of left this hole where we knew we needed something. And so um, our great director Stephen Brackett was like, "We need a musical something, but like we don't want one of your whole songs because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you have to just stop writing." these um you know five to six minute songs like the show just simply can't take another one and so i was like but maybe it's a short song and he was like no why don't you just write some little transitional thing repeat something why don't you and so i um i went into a rehearsal room at ripley greer as the cast was rehearsing and uh and i wrote uh the song i wrote guy that i kind of be into and it was it was one of those songs that came like almost immediately it was like it almost like I wrote it in like almost like the time it takes to play it you know just and it was like (laughs) very Richard Rogers it was yeah exactly but it's like I you know when I'm in when I'm in rehearsal for something I feel like that's when I'm my sort of the most productive and I just feel like my brain is is firing in a different way and so with the with pressure on and and with you know people on the other side of a wall who are like waiting for the material I feel like I can sometimes channel something greater than myself and just like and my and the ideas that have been swirling in my head for a long time just kind of synthesize immediately. And that's what happened with a guy that I kind of be into. And I when I set out to write it, I was like, this has to be like a two and a half minute song. This has to be the shortest song in the show. Otherwise, Stephen Brackett's not going to let me put it in. And um, and that's what it is. And that's what I did. Great song. Excellent rendition by Seth Elliser. I did change the last word of the song. Mm -hmm. You know, in the in the in the Be More Chill version, it's it's it has a fake out ending, um, which is sort of ties to to Christine's thing of like whenever she ends a song, she says a word that you don't think she's (laughs) going to say. And so it's sort of, you know, the guy that I kind of be into, you think she's going to say you and she says Jake. 
Um, and when we, when we were in the studio, Seth recorded a version where he said Jake. And then I was like, you know what? Can we just do one where you say you? Can you just like, you know, let's just say you. And it immediately was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's like, yeah. well, let's not try to be like clever or cute. It's just like, let's 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 finish it out with the inevitable. That feels like the album version, the correct album yeah. version. Totally. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I remember so often as a kid and it, it's different, but hearing a song that from a musical theater that I love musical theater writer that I loved was on someone's album and completely discovering that performer from the album. So I just feel like in a sort of parallel way, I, I don't know, I, I have heard from a couple of people who like love Be More Chill and have found this or honestly who love the YouTube performance of Andrew Randall singing Kevin. And so they listened to Kevin on the album and that was their gateway. Um, but it just does feel like including songs like this in new, exciting versions is like presenting an entryway for people to discover more of your work who might only know one thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I just love, I love that the songs can live in the world. You know, I love the idea of people encountering the songs, whether it's through the songs themselves or the singer, or it's just, um, yeah, I think it's a really, it's a really lovely way to uh, get into a piece of work. Totally. Uh, meet, meeting a song in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're, while we're talking about it, I will say that another person who does a great cover of the song is Lauren Marcus. And there's, mm-hmm. there's videos of that, um, but she does a great cover while playing uh, ukulele of this tune. Mm-hmm. So I, I urge listeners to, uh, to check that version out too. I guess this song um, is pretty like malleable now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I guess all the songs you write really fast are the most malleable. Let's test out that theory. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, also, fun fact, um, wasn't, am I wrong? Seth Ellister did play like one of the roles in an early reading of Be More Chill. Oh my right? gosh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And the in the first ever like round the table reading of the first like 40 pages <laughs> of the Be More Chill script, Seth played Jeremy. Yeah, that's what it, I thought. Yeah, I Seth was, was Jeremy and Will Roland was uh Michael. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that reading recording. I haven't listened to it in a while, but in a also similar way to the evolution of this song, it features Level Up, which used to be where Two Player Game is now and which yeah. I was obsessed with and convinced was going to be like the big <laughs> hit song of the production when it happened. Um, and songs move around in all kinds of ways that are, you know, purposeful. Songs move, songs change, songs grow. Songs are like people. <laughs> you can't pin um, them down. But yeah, Seth Ellisar, from the whole journey of Be More Chill, he has been there. He's Yeah, he really has. And he's just he's just the greatest. I couldn't be a bigger fan of Seth Ellisar. I just got back from being with him in, in Vermont for a whole week. And he, like, not only is he amazing, is he an amazing drummer? Is he an amazing dancer? Like, he can, like, dance like crazy. Uh, great actor, great singer, great guitar player. Uh, but he also, like, knows how to survive in the wild in a way that is very impressive <laughs> to me and like um he can he like he knows he knows things like oh you got to you know you you can't park the car underneath that tree because the like the the snow will weigh it down and the branch will snap and like he just knows like he could like he he if if you put him like on a on an island 
with like a, a spatula and a wild boar, he could live for a few weeks for it's sure. It's <laughs> very true. I feel like he could literally cook you like gumbo from things he found while playing guitar and also like, you know, singing the role of Elvis in All Shook Up. Like it's, he's yeah, very correct. multi-talented as we said. Yeah. Um, Incredible. I also, we don't know when this will air, but Seth is finally, finally doing his own solo show at 54 Below in the spring. So either if you're <sighs> listening to this, come see it because it's going to be really amazing or check out videos if this is coming out after it happens because i'm sure there'll be great videos <laughs> hey thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm album to find out even more information about this podcast more ways to watch more ways to listen and check out my album album thanks so much for hanging out Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.